Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A listener production. Hey, I'm pro surfer and mental health advocate, Kubi Chapman, and this is Good Humans. On this episode, I'm hanging out with New Zealand pro surfer, Billy Stammond. Billy might be one of the smallest guys on the surf tour, but he's got the biggest heart. He's had to deal with loss, death, and financial pressure over the past few years. He's worked extremely hard to find the right support network to help him comfort and guide his family through these tough times, whilst also rebuilding his surfing career. Welcome, Billy Stammen. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. Let's jump straight into it. So I've known you for a while, Billy, but to be honest, I haven't talked to you in probably the intimate way that we're going to right now. So just give me a little bit of a quick story of your sort of age until you started surfing and competing. Um, I come from a small town in New Zealand called Raglan. Um, it's really well known for long left-hand point break and um, yeah the community there is just amazing it's a small town so everyone kind of knows everyone and grew up with my mum and dad and and Raglan and um, they separated quite early and um, mum moved to Aussie and yeah kind of made a new family over there I got another brother over there and stuff like that and dad raised me and um, made me a competitive weapon that I am today (laughs) so that was uh, very fortunate for me and yeah my upbringing was pretty good actually Um, living in a town like that you got um, a lot of opportunities I mean the surf's really good and um, you get to grow up and, and in a tight tight-knit community and, and uh, you grow up with some good friends and family around you so um, yeah ever since I was young I mean I always liked obviously growing up in New Zealand you want to be a rugby player it's usually kind of just thrown on you but um, yeah growing up in Raglan the surf is always good and um, my dad was a surfer so from an early age like eight nine ten I started surfing and dad pushed me into a into a, a few waves down the beach in Raglan and then uh, I progressed and we did tandem sessions on the point and um yeah I just fell in love with the with the ocean and and competing and um yeah and surfing and I'm really thankful for everything I get given and I have yeah cool like like you said you are definitely a competitive animal I've been on the wrong side of that a couple times you've tied me up in plenty of heats but that's the life we live we travel the world we get to surf and get to experience great cultures um so let's go a little bit deeper into family so growing up you obviously had quite a connect, close connection and your mum moved to Australia and your dad was in New Zealand. How was that transition? How did you feel when your parents split and how was that? Was there a big decision in having to stay in New Zealand compared to moving over with your mum or how, talk me through that a little bit? 
Yeah, um, growing up, I was a bit of a mummy's boy, to be honest. <laughs> I was like quite shy and uh, yeah, I, as a kid, I had really long blonde hair, so I almost looked like my mum's sister because my mum's sister, uh, my mum looked really young. So that was pretty funny. That was kind of an inside joke growing up. But um, yeah, I was really close with my mum. And then I think I was old enough to realise that she um, kind of needed to move away. I think she was going through a rough time, you know, it was kind of hard for raising a few kids. She didn't have much money and stuff. So um, she moved away from Raglan, which is, you know, yeah, it's kind of hard to get out of Raglan because it's so easy and the lifestyle's so easy. But um, yeah, she moved away, which was pretty hard, obviously, on me. But we obviously stayed in contact and I was obviously old enough and um, I could kind of deal with it. Surfing was really important to me then and, and Dad kind of helped me helped me through the transition. Obviously, I've got younger brothers and I guess it was a little bit harder for them. Me as the oldest older sibling, I kind of had to, you know, stay strong and, and stay super positive and, and try and be there for my family and um, support them going through, obviously, my mum moving away and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I like to stay happy and, and positive in front of people especially and like family I, I try and hold down the fort like yeah a few ha a few things have happened um in the previous years and um we'll talk about that later but um dad's always been there for me f since day dot and <laughs> growing up competing we've had a few funny stories like he can't even come to a contest because every time he'd rock up to a contest I'd lose so we've got a weird little thing there like he ca sometimes can't watch but I think we've I've grown out of that you know I just turned 30 and I've kind of grown out of thinking of that and my whole, my whole mindset's changed a little bit so um, yeah there's a few little funny things happened through throughout my career and and over the past years and um, yeah I'm, I'm still learning and I'm still progressing in my um, surfing and and in myself so yeah, it's it's all been a good journey. Yeah, cool, man. Um, you're saying before you've gone through some tough stuff in the last couple of years. I know you lost your mother a couple of years ago. So can you just describe to me that feeling? Like, how did you find out? Did you when did your mum tell you that she had cancer and you knew she was sick? Um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome talking about this. Um, yeah, it's good to come on here with you and actually speak about the deeper stuff and. Um, and and kind of let it all out and and help maybe help some others out there listening and um, yeah just talking about it is, is awesome so thanks um, yeah I mean it was a long process my mother went through chemo and um, yeah she got really sick for a while and then I remember getting a phone call actually it was a f yeah a few years ago now and I was at home and she called me up in the morning and I was drinking a coffee and yeah I remember it was gnarly I was I was living with um, a few friends of mine and. Um, it was a bit of a shock and it, I was a bit weird for a few weeks and obviously a few years. So it took me a while to kind of, you know, get my confidence back in myself and, yeah, just kind of keep things going. And I, I went over there as soon as I could and, and helped her out. Obviously she couldn't work and stuff, so I tried to support her with that. And, um, yeah, it was a, a lot of things go on behind the scenes that you don't really see. You know, you hear of people just getting sick and, and and that's kind of what you hear and it's just a tough time but um yeah I wanted to go over and look, and look after her and um a few days before she passed we were heading over because we it was kind of like a long process that she was on the way out kind of um so my nana and my sister and myself all booked a ticket over and she was like still alive but on when just before we jumped on the plane and then we got a phone call that she just couldn't hold on just before we got there so yeah, she passed away of breast cancer. Or first she had breast cancer and then she got um, in remission of that and then she got like she got cancer everywhere else. So it was a hard time for me. I mean, obviously I was a mummy's boy. So, yeah, to, to see your mum 
obviously you're going to see them pass away sooner or later, but as a young age, it's really hard to see them really sick. And as the oldest, I felt like I was obliged to help out a lot more. At the time, I was really competing a lot and I was traveling a lot. So I felt like I wasn't there all the time for her, which was really hard for me. Um, I wanted to be there all the time. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a really hard few years. I'm really lucky to have my wife there to support me over these past years because, um, yeah, I lost my main sponsor and I lost my mum all in one year. So it was kind of like a huge hit for me. I had to pretty much start from the bottom. Couldn't pay for the QS. I got a job when I was at home and kind of, you know, my results kind of fell off and I couldn't even get into the 10,000s again. So, um, yeah, I've kind of almost re- like started from the bottom and started new. I've, I've changed a lot of things mentally and I've worked on a lot of things mentally. Like I was going through a pretty pretty bad time. Obviously, my results were kind of showing and, and my personality changed a little bit, I think. And I kind of like kind of backed into a corner and, and um, tried to hide from a lot of things. And yeah, obviously my wife is there. So I, t- I got to talk with her a lot, a lot about it. But I think the best thing is talking about it. But this year I've changed a lot. I've been working with a guy, um, Albie, at home from body rehab mentally kind of just getting rid of the back noise stuff and and focusing on surfing and, and what I can do and um, just letting thing, things happen really and um, enjoying the process and um, yeah, it's been a long process to get here but I'm here. <laughs> it sounds like your wife was a big person that you confided in and you could actually talk to and probably let go. What are the things that your wife did for you that you probably couldn't really talk to many other people about? Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty shy person if you don't really know me, you know. Um I'm I'm trying to I always try and be bubbly and happy around everyone and um I enjoy meeting new people and stuff. So, um behind closed doors I'm pretty sh- like, you know, I'm pretty emotional, I guess. Yeah, and my wife was always there and and she was always super positive and like every time I'd think about mum or or something passing or something, I was, it was always negative. So, she just kind of, we were just talking about maybe bringing in the positive stuff that she'd, she'd done, you know, I'd, I'd maybe have a weird day and a, a real bad day or, and start crying or something, you know, just think of the, like, she's gone, but she'd always just pick me back up and, and think of and tell me of thinking of the positive stuff and, and the fun times we did have and, yeah, and getting more in depth with stuff and, yeah, just really talking about it actually, you know, and, and, and openly talking about it and not feeling like anxious or, or um, embarrassed about what you're saying, you know. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like it's, I keep saying it, but, yeah, it's really just good to talk about it. So I've opened up a little bit more to certain people and, um, yeah, it's really helping me and, and my aura and, and, and who I am as a person. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful for all that. Talk me through like that, that last 24 months of your life where you've lost your mum, you've had to get back on the horse. It sounds like you gave yourself a good bit of time to heal and you really grew as a person and started connecting with your family and your um, wife and being a bit more open. And from there, it's almost like you created this building block to keep going. So how long ago did you really switch back on and say, you know what, surfing's a thing for me. I'm going to give it another red hot crack. And what motivations did you have to really get back into it head first? Yeah, well, yeah, using what happened as a motivation is, is a huge thing for me. Um. Uh, a few months after, uh, even like a month after she passed, I used it a lot for the nationals I had in um, Piha. 
And uh, yeah, I, I turned uh, turned out I won that comp, and I just obviously dedicated it to my mum. And um, I, yeah, I use it as a huge huge motivation. Like I said earlier, I, I just want to enjoy every day and and not take anything for granted. You know, you, you can look at back at your career or, or or anything and just say, you know, I don't want to look back and say I haven't tried enough. You know, um, and I had haven't done enough. So. Yeah, I, like it took me a, like a while. Obviously, I was tr- I was grinding out. I was working. I had to yeah start again and and just try and work my way back up. But I think maybe like just over a year ago, a year and a half, I probably um, I realized like I, I really wanted to do what I do want like, am doing now. And uh, I think losing the sponsor was almost a good thing in hindsight. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, it, it really gave me a, a kick up the backside and, and really sh- showed how amazing our life really is and how um, fortunate I am to be a surfer and, and be a, a, like a professional surfer and um, compete really well and, and do well. So, um, yeah, I really just wanted to progress from that and um, I'm growing older and I'm probably getting a bit more mature and learning a lot more and, and taking a lot more in. So, um, yeah, I guess a year and a half ago I kind of just – I, I got a, a sharp eye jump on jumped on board in October last year and yeah just having that backing that support it's always it's always good you know you can back yourself 100% is, is amazing but then having a little little extra you know like tap on the butt like here's has a few good um, surfboards we kind of believe in you and then I picked up a few um, other sponsors at the start of the year just the little ones and um, yeah it's just cool and it's cool to have that support and that backing and just to know that people actually believe in you and, and, and believe in your ability and your talent and, and you as a person. So, um, yeah, and this this year I've made the Olympics, and which is a huge goal of mine at the start of the year and, and obviously when it became, and uh, surfing became in the Olympics and uh, I did the Nationals and me and Ricardo, we had a huge battle in the, in the, um, in the final and obviously he's on the CT so I always want to, and me and him are always super competitive so... It was good to get one up on him and at uh, in New Zealand and um, yeah I got a few firsts I got a, a first in Burley and um, yeah just consistently and and mentally and physically I feel amazing this year just working on that mental ability and 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 kind of just trying to filter out the the background noise and just really focus on what's in front of you and and adapting to whatever gets thrown at you and and yeah and just enjoying it. Once you get in the water, talk to me through that feeling that you get because I know the feeling I get, but I want to hear it from your mouth because I know it's going to got to be different for everyone. But is it is there a switch that just goes off once you're in the water? It doesn't matter if they're your countrymen, they're your friend. You're obviously out there to compete. How does it change, and how do you switch on and then back off? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a hard one. Obviously, you got. I think you want to beat certain people more as well. You know, like. Uh, say for instance, growing up with Rick, me and him have always battled. You know, he's been a year older than me, but I, I don't know. I just, I I personally just want to be beat everyone, really. You know, even if it's like I had a it's kind of talking myself up, but I had had a heat with Kelly Slater, 
uh, a few years ago in a, in a prime at like eight foot Margies and it was way out of my comfort zone but um, I had Tommy Whitaker in, the, in my corner at the time and um, yeah, I was. that was probably the most relaxed I've ever been in a heat, you know, 11 times world champion. I had nothing to lose. I was just this little kid from um, New Zealand who kind of didn't have a name and um, I came away with the win, um, which was huge for my career and, and my confidence and stuff. So I don't know. I think I'm so competitive personally like in, in everything, uh, basketball, golf, whatever it is, cards, anything. I always want to beat everyone in front of me or around me. And even at home, I, the smaller comps, I, the board riders, I'll still try and, you know, try my hardest and switch on. And I guess us as surfers, we've got a certain time to switch on and off. We've only got 20 to 30 minutes each, you know, each day pretty much, or maybe more depending on the heats. But I just lock into to what I can I can do personally, the, the controllables and the uncontrollables, you know, a lot of people talk about that. And, yeah, I just try to control what I can to, to reset it after every heat and learn from your mistakes. And obviously us as surfers, you, you – or any competitive people, you you lose more than you win, I think, and you, I think you just got to learn from every loss and and every mistake and and just take it all in and learn and go over it and try not to repeat it again and and just try and improve in every uh, every heat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a massive thing in competitive sport is just finding that momentum and that confidence. Confidence is such a huge thing. Every morning you set you have this routine where you stretch and warm up you get the body moving and you seem like you're on your own program, which is amazing. Like, is that something that you've brought on and is that something that you put your, I guess, success in the last 12 to 24 months down to is finding that routine and finding that thing that works for you and sticking by it and actually giving it chance to a chance to settle in. I mean, I read a lot of books and a lot of things about preparation and about sports science and psychology and so many of the things talk about getting routine, getting something that works for you and sticking by it? Yeah, uh, every morning I kind of just get up. Yeah, it's kind of a new thing for me. Like you said, um, I've changed it a bit this year and my routine and, and everything I do daily, I guess, has, has changed a lot. Yeah, so I get up in the morning and uh, I try and get up pretty early. I, I, I've been actually talking to a few people at home, um, a guy that Ricardo's been working with um, Noah Hickey as well, helped me out a lot, and ex all white, all whites versus a soccer team, and and played over in Europe and stuff. So, and, and he's a motivational speaker as well. So, um, it was really good to have some meetings with him and actually talk about, like you know, the process and and um, the routine and you know, if you're getting up early before everyone else, you know, you got that extra few hours on top of everyone. So even that's just a huge step in itself. So I'll get up, I don't know, say between six and seven o'clock, and usually get up have a 10 to 15 minute warm up it's more of like a a mindset and just get the body moving it's not like a strict routine it's just kind of get the body moving and it's it's more of a you're doing this you know this is your day this is what you're going to do every day and and you're preparing for the day almost so I'll just do that um every morning and probably have a coffee and hang out and talk some chat with the boys and go for surf maybe and yeah, like I'm a cr- pretty like I'm a bit of a cruiser, you know. I like to cruise and and just enjoy my time and and yeah, I'll, I'll try and go to bed early and you know I've I've tried to change eating better uh, each day and yeah, just just certain little things like I used to drink a lot of beers and and the arvos and you know you know I just sit back and relax a little bit more, but I've kind of pulled pin on that and 
it's helped me out like, like a lot mentally as well. You know, you have a few beers every night, you kind of feel it the next day. So I'm yeah, I'm feeling super healthy after just just from kind of laying off the, the beers for a few few uh, few months. And yeah, my routine seems to be good. I'm, obviously, I think I've got the same music all year. Probably add a few songs in there, but I've pretty much got the same playlist I, I listen to before I heat and and in the mornings and stuff. So yeah, there's the same stretch I do before a heat, um, which is you know pretty ba- pretty basic. Like I'm not super strict in my routine, but I do have a, a semi routine. You know, it's not exactly the same every day, but you um, like to meditate and and Rick I think likes to use the, you know Shakti Mad and meditate a little bit too. So I'll try that every now and then, bit of visualization and. Yeah, just mix it up and make it new and fresh and try new things and, and but also keep my same routine that's been working all year. So you've got a bit of a coach that's been training you a little bit mentally. Sports psychology is obviously a huge thing where you go through so many ups and downs and it's really hard to maintain that balance in focus and maintain that balance in being competitive but switching off. When did you first feel like you needed to find somebody to help you with that mental training? And was it kind of a realization that you know what I'm only human I'm going to have hard times and there's people who are trained to help me through things like that when did you decide that you needed a mental coach what has he helped you with and is it something that you put down your success this year too I think sports psych is is a huge thing in any any athlete and um, I've been reading reading a little bit about it and seeing a lot of professional top athletes have sports psychologists or whatever and yeah they seem to be working for a lot of people so he's actually a friend of mine and I'd I didn't even think about it before kind of this year, the start of this year, but I went down and stayed at his house. Um, He's got a beautiful house in New Plymouth up on the mountains. It's super tucked away and quiet and you just wake up to the birds and it was really like, I don't know, grounding up there. So, And he's kind of started his own business and um, it's called Body Rehab and he he kind of does trigger points and, and massages all while kind of releasing tension or anything that you just don't need in your in your life kind of uh, he works with a lot of people with anxiety and and like even people with fears of height and stuff and he he does this thing where you tap on your chest and you kind of just open up everything and you open up um speaking about it and and just kind of releasing it all you know and and talking about it um yeah we'll talk about stuff that I'm I'm thinking about that may be negative or semi distracting like man, mentally just um, got a few things out of the bag, uh, out of my, you know, backpack with, that I don't really need, you know, weighing me down a bit. So, um, yeah, it's really good to have him. You can do that by yourself, but it's good to speak to someone. And and like, like we said before, it's you know, it's someone that believes in you again. You know, it's that you know, like kick up the backside. You know, what are you even thinking about that? You should be thinking about this kind of thing. There's a lot of talk about him coming to the Olympics, and I think I've learned a lot heat wise and strategy wise and and surfing wise. So I don't I don't think I need too much of that. It's more of having like a guy like Albie there to kind of block out all the around noise, you know, the head noise around the Olympics, which is going to be huge. You know, there's going to be media, there's going to be all the support, there's going to be there's I don't know how many people in the team, you know, there's all these things that you don't really need to worry about, but you will be, you know. So it'll be good to have him there just to take that out of the picture and just solely focus on what what the task is at hand and um, go for a medal. Cool, yeah. I mean, I'm sure your mum will be so proud of you, man. And thanks so much for sharing everything you have. Some of the stuff you talked about of having having that support crew and being open to talk about it, I think that's something that I've really picked up a lot on. I kind of having those honest chats and really opening up and also what you talked about just then with your um, sports psychologist is I really like the analogy how you said, 
just taking those rocks out of your backpack that you don't need. I think sometimes we all carry this baggage around and life's about moving forward and being open to new experiences and really utilising the beautiful world we live in and not living in the past and not letting these speed bumps or mishaps or things in our life that you could look at as a really bad thing or you can look at them as something to grow from and an opportunity to really build yourself. So, mate, thanks again for sharing it all. I know it takes a lot to open up to someone and I know so many people are going to get a lot out of that. So thanks a lot. Check back in next time. We've got plenty more good guests coming up. Have a good day. Good Humans was presented by me, Cooper Chapman. Producer, Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Listener. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.